What's up, guys? Welcome to the Fox Fantasy Podcast. My name is Brandon, and I'm your host. In today's episode, we talk fantasy advice, tight ends, NFL news, and much more. Welcome to the Fox Fantasy Podcast. Let's get boxing. The show that brings you the latest of what you love, football, weekly player analysis reports, as well as fantasy advice. I actually scored 217 points. And if you're a Chiefs fan, you're in the right place. Make sure to catch the Chiefs report towards the end of the show for the latest news and updates. Back and forth. Oh, he broke his ankle. And now, here's your host, Brandon Shockey. Welcome in, everyone. Hope everyone's having an awesome day. Today is our first episode, or our pilot episode, if you will. Uh, Before we get started, I just want to give you all a rundown of what the show's all about, what I cover. I cover uh, basically everything from fantasy advice to NFL news and updates, player injuries, top three in every position, uh, as well as the Chiefs report towards the end of the show. Um, I also answer questions every week, so if there's any questions you'd like me to answer regarding any team or a player, and hey, it may just be about news updates, rumors, I have no problem answering any of those questions as well. You can just drop those in the comments below, whether you're on YouTube. If you're uh, listening on a streaming platform like Apple Podcast or Spotify, uh, you can simply just leave a five-star review if you want with your question attached, and uh, I'll read all of them and answer them at the top of the show, every show. But since it's the first episode, we're just going to jump into the next segment. All right, so this is the segment where I talk about good old NFL news. And today we've got CBS's bold predictions on the final record for each team. They have in the AFC West, they have the Bills coming in first, finishing 13 and 4, which, yes, I agree with that. They also have the Dolphins coming in second, finishing 9 and 8. And in third, they have the Patriots finishing 7 and 10. My opinion, I can honestly see either either of these teams finishing second or third. I can see it flip, but I do like what they have. Uh, And they also have finishing last in the AFC East, the Jets finishing 5-12. And and the AFC East bold prediction that they have is Sauce Garner wins Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, I don't know if they mean Rookie of the Year as in the AFC East or the whole league. If it's the whole league, I'm going to have to go with Aiden Hutchinson. But yeah, let's move on to the AFC North, where they have the Ravens finishing in first, going 12-5. The Bengals coming in second, finishing 11-6. Steelers finishing 8-9. And and the Browns coming in last, finishing 6-11. Um... I can see the Ravens, like I said in the uh, the AFC East, I can see the Ravens and the Bengals switching spots. I can see the Bengals finishing atop the AFC North. But then again, yes, I can also see the Ravens coming in, coming in at the top. Uh, the AFC North bold prediction that they have is that the Ravens go worst to first. I can get behind that. I can see it happening. Uh, let's go on to the AFC South. They have the Colts 
coming in atop the AFC South, finishing 10 and 7. The Titans finishing 8 and 9. The Jaguars finishing 6 and 11. And the Texans coming in last, finishing 5 and 12. Their AFC South bold prediction is that Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor both top 1,900 rushing yards this year. Uh, let's move on to my favorite, the AFC West. We have the Chargers coming in atop, finishing 12-5. and five. The Chiefs coming in second, finishing 11-6. The Broncos third, finishing 10-7. and seven. And the Raiders coming in last at 9-8. and eight. Honestly, uh, I don't quite agree with this whole AFC West thing. I don't know if it's because that's my favorite uh, division because I'm a Chiefs fan. But I, I definitely don't see the Raiders finishing last. And the reason I say that, and this is my opinion, is because Devontae Adams and Carr have great chemistry. Granted, they may not have played since uh, college or high school. I, I forget which one it was. Forgive me. But I see the Broncos finishing last. I, if, if this was my prediction, I would put, man, I would put the Chargers or the Chiefs atop. And then third would be the Raiders. Fourth would be the Broncos. However, I'm not going to lie, I could see the Raiders finishing above the Chargers, but that's all speculation right now. Anyways, their AFC West Bold prediction is that every team in the, in the division sorry, finishes above 500. I agree with that too. Let's move on to the NFC East where we have the Eagles coming in 11-6 and six at the very top. The Cowboys coming in second, finishing 10-7. and seven. Damn, the Eagles at the top, okay. And in third, Commanders 6-11. and 11. And lastly, the Giants finishing 5-12. and 12. And their NFC East bold prediction is that Micah, sorry, Micah Parsons wins Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, there's two. So I'm, I'm assuming that these bold predictions on Players of the Year is for the, uh, the division alone, not the whole league. If it was the whole league, me personally, like I said, I would have said Aiden Hutchinson. But anyways, moving on to the NFC North, we have the Packers coming in first, finishing 12-5. and five. Damn. The Vikings, I mean, they do have the MVP, granted. Um, anyways, we'll move on. I'll, I'll talk about the Packers later on and, and uh, fantasy advice and all that. But uh, coming in second, we have the Vikings finishing 10-7. and seven. The Lions finishing 6-11. and 11. I, I hope so. They're my second team, second favorite team. And they have the Bears coming in last, finishing 4-13. and 13. By the way, guys, let me know what y'all think on all these uh, bold predictions and uh, final standings. Uh, their NFC North bold prediction is that Romeo Dobbs wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. Let me know what you think about that. The NFC South, we have the Buccaneers coming atop, finishing in first, going 10-7. and seven. The Saints coming in at second, finishing 9-8. and eight. The Panthers finishing 7-10, and 10, and the Falcons coming in last, finishing 4-13. and 13. Their NFC South bold prediction is that Tom Brady set single-season record for most passing yards. I completely agree with that. I know at times I get a little bit out of shape over Tom Brady, just because he's always winning and succeeding. But hey, that's, that's no reason to, you know, hit on a player. And I respect his work ethic. I respect his skill. And uh, yeah, he deserves everything he has. And uh, like, like I said, I completely agree with their prediction on that. Anyways, let's move on to the final division. We have the NFC West. They have the Rams coming atop the NFC West, finishing 11-6. and six. The 49ers coming in second, finishing 10-7. and seven. I agree with both of those picks right there. Uh, they have coming in third, the Seahawks finishing 6-11, and, and the Cardinals as well, finishing 6-11, and 11, coming in last. 
their NFC West bold prediction is that, the, is that the Cardinals finish in last place. I don't agree with this. I do agree with the their first and second pick, the Rams and the 49ers. However, I just don't agree with the Seahawks coming in third and the Cardinals finishing uh, below them. Uh, I think the Cardinals will definitely be better than the Seahawks. You guys have to remember last year, the Cardinals went undefeated for quite a uh, quite a long time. And I feel like a lot of people are forgetting that. Uh, there is some new additions to the team, so I don't see them me personally, I just don't see them progressing. Uh, let me let me know what you guys think, though. Uh, let's move on to their Super Bowl pick, their playoff bold prediction. Uh, quote, Broncos shock everyone and win their fourth Super Bowl. The past two Super Bowls have both been won by a quarterback who has, uh, I apologize. The, uh, the past two Super Bowls have both been won by a quarterback who was in their first year with a new team, Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. They also go on to say that they've decided that they're just going to ride this train until it crashes. So they're going to continue to go with Russell Wilson and the Broncos to win it all this season. They have the Broncos winning 31-24 to over the Packers. Huh. All right. Well, I have to say, me personally, I don't feel that their reasoning is, uh, well, a good one. And the reason why is because... Well, that's like that's like saying a team that, that's like saying the the Falcons will win the Super Bowl because the last two winners were teams named after a bird. There's just not enough substance there, at least for me. I will say though that if Aaron Rodgers pulls this off with the new wideouts that he has uh, and missing Devontae Adams, then I could definitely see the Packers facing the uh, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And that may that may be me just because they're my the Chiefs are my favorite team, but that's my true opinion. Uh, What's even crazier about that idea is that if that was to happen, it would be the two most questioned quarterbacks going head to head in the Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, I don't have to tell you how many outlets and YouTubers and TV analysts have questioned both the Chiefs and the Packers on their losses at the wideout position. Uh, they both lost their wideout stars, their top wide receivers. And listen, if you want my true opinion on the Chiefs losing Tyree Kill this past offseason, then make sure you uh, stick around towards the end of the show for the Chiefs uh, report. Alright, so this is the segment where I talk about my top three players in every position. Uh, those positions being quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. So, my top three quarterbacks, and these are in no, in no particular order. They're just my three quarterbacks. Every position, just top three for me. So, my top three quarterbacks, I have Tom Brady, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes. Now, before you question me having Patrick Mahomes in there, <clears throat> you have to remember, okay... Yeah, maybe you don't. Maybe you, you didn't realize. When Hill was on the Chiefs, he was wanting reception after reception. He, in my opinion, he was a ball hawk. Now, I'm not going to say that I don't appreciate everything that he ever brought to the Chiefs. But you do have to realize he's been talking a lot of smack ever since departing from the Chiefs. Um, Patrick Mahomes, he now has multiple wideouts that are good or great. We have Kelsey. He's going to do his thing. All right. Kelsey ain't going nowhere. He's going to have a... Uh, Maybe a record-breaking year for, for him. This could be his best year yet, which is saying a lot because every year he balls out. But uh, I do have Patrick Mahomes on there because now he's going to be able to pass the ball to multiple people. It's, it's, it, it doesn't have to go to the same person every time. So in my opinion, Patrick Mahomes is going to have a good year. Josh Allen, he's going to be Josh Allen. I mean, I, I don't really know what, what else to say about him. And Tom Brady, listen, his completions every year, especially last year, 
out of the world okay that's why i have tom brady at the top i could see him breaking breaking another record for the most passing yards these are my opinions i want to know y'all's comments y'all's opinions leave them in the comments below like i said if you're on a streaming service like spotify or uh, apple podcast or stitcher you can uh just leave your comments in a review. I'd appreciate it. All right, our top, my top three running backs. I have Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, and Austin Eckler. And man, I wanted so bad to put Aaron Jones in here. I kind of want to tie him with Austin Eckler and Aaron. Uh, with Austin Eckler, I think Aaron Jones, given the fact that uh, Devontae Adams is not going to be there this season, he's not going to be there in this campaign. I can definitely see Aaron Jones getting a lot of receptions this year. Uh, of course, he's gonna get his. Uh, he's gonna get some running in, but I really see him getting a lot of receptions this year and potentially touchdowns. All right, moving on to my top three wide receivers, I have Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, and Devontae Adams. Cooper Cup's gonna ball out this year. He did last year. He's not going nowhere. Matthew Stafford is still with him, so. I see him finishing top three, of course. Justin Jefferson, all right. I know a lot of you have been talking a lot about Justin Jefferson, thinking he's gonna be the wide receiver one this year in fantasy. I could see it happening. I still have Cooper Cup at the top for me anyways. And then Devontae Adams, yes. That's all I have to say is yes. I can see him finishing top three. Like I said, him and Carr have great, great chemistry. Um, but yeah, those are my top three wide receivers. Let's move on to my top three tight ends. I have Travis Kelsey, Dalton Schultz, and Mark Andrews. Some of you might be wondering, Dalton Schultz? You guys have to remember that last year, Dalton Schultz had like his greatest, greatest season, like greatest fantasy season. And look, I know this isn't the fantasy section, but I'm just saying, <laughs> homeboy balled out. All right. Oh, and given the fact that, uh, Cooper is going to be missing. I definitely see Dalton Schultz get a, getting a lot more uh, production. So that's definitely why I have him in the top three. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he finished top three or top five last year. So I see him doing even better than last year. All right, fantasy gurus, this is going to be your favorite segment, my fantasy football advice and analytics. First off, how's everyone feeling about their season this year? If you're excited, good. You should only be excited. Football's here, baby. Uh, if you're like me and have four different leagues, that's awesome. It's uh, it's my second year with my four leagues. I, I, I don't know. I just love having four. Keeps me busy. Um, I'm looking to go back to back this year. Last year, Cup, Kelsey, and St. Brown, they, uh, they really helped me in the postseason last year. I mean, Cup and Kelsey did their thing all year. But St. Brown, he just, I don't know, he kicked into gear at the right time. And uh, I love that. I'm, I'm excited to see how he plays this year. So uh, if you're wanting advice for who to start, sit, and pick up off the waiver wire, well, I got you. Just keep in mind, though, that these are my opinions. I don't expect all of you to agree with me. But if you gain something out of it then and it pays off, then hey, I'm glad I could help. But yeah, man, don't forget, you guys can leave comments, questions uh, below if you're listening on YouTube. If you're on a streaming platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, you can leave a review with your question and comments attached. I appreciate it. Chase Edmonds. That's my first guy for this week's stardom. He's arguably set up to realistically have his most productive season yet, while he's had over 800 yards the last two campaigns. As long as he's healthy this week, I'm sorry, as long as he's healthy this week, otherwise, I'd wait to start him. 
All right, Brandon with an I Cooks. My second on the list, but definitely at the top of the list if these were in order. Brandon Cooks, as we all know, is pretty much by default the best wide receiver on the Texan squad. However, that's not to say that Cooks isn't equipped with good skills. He had over a thousand yards the last two seasons, and he's ranked wide receiver 20 or higher every year but one since 2015. My last starter for today's list is a man in blue and silver, and he goes by the name of Dalton Schultz. Yes, sir. I think Schultz is set up to have his best career yet, and that's saying something given the fact that the last year was a big year for him, finishing at tight end three. Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott is my first set on this week, and before you lose it, let me explain. Let's face it, this season is a must shine for Elliott. He may even have a nice chip on his shoulder, but let's look at the numbers. Last year, Tampa Bay finished third against the run. And if you remember, last year the Cowboys faced the Bucks in game one, and Elliott only had 33 yards and 5.9 fantasy points. I'm just saying, if you have a nice running back two on your bench, I'd start them this week instead. My second sentiment for the day is tight end Mike Gusecki. The reason I have Gusecki on my three sit-ems this week is because, well look, you could say that because of a lot of attention will be on Hill and Waddle. A lot of attention is going to be on both of them. Gusecki could benefit and see more opportunities. While yes, this can easily be true, and it very well might be, I just don't see that for week one. They're facing a good Belichick defense, and while it may not be at Gillette Stadium, I just see Waddle and Hill getting most of the targets, at least in this matchup. And my last set for this week is every wide receiver on the Chiefs. I know some of you already know, but for those who don't already know, I am a Chiefs fan, born and raised in KCMO. I lived there for 26 years, but it doesn't stop me from being honest. Week one is definitely a week that I would just sit all Chiefs wide receivers. If you must start one, I'd go with Juju, but honestly, the reason I say to sit all of them is because Mahomes is going to be spreading the ball around a lot more this year. With Hill gone and almost all new faces, we have no true idea of how this offense is going to function. Each receiver could literally end up getting a fair share of targets, ultimately hurting their fantasy points. I see Kelsey remaining a top receiver on the team and bringing in more fantasy points per game than last year. Alright guys, I would normally do the waiver wires here, but since it's week one and we haven't even ended yet, we'll start that on the next episode. Alright guys, so I know a lot of you have been waiting for this moment, the Chiefs report. Now I understand some of you probably aren't Chiefs fans, and that's okay. If you don't feel like sticking around, I understand, but I hope you come back each week to listen to the part of the show that you truly care about. Now, let's dive into this week's Chiefs report and see what's hot. First up, we'll get the worst out of the way with our Chiefs injury report. Andy Reid took some time to update us on the current injuries. From Chiefs Wire and USA Today, the article reads, the Kansas City Chiefs wrapped their first practice of the week on Monday, and the injury news as they prepare for week one ahead of the Arizona Cardinals is positive. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid did confirm that Blake Bell would head to injury reserve this week, but everyone else appeared to be in tip-top shape. Reid says that everyone participated in the first practice session of the week on Monday, and he expects them all to be ready to go come Sunday. 
I don't have any injuries to update you on, Reed began. Everybody practiced today. Today was a good tempo, fast-paced type of practice. Players who missed practice last week, defensive end Frank Clark, linebacker Leo Chanel, safety Dion Bush, and defensive end Malik Herring all participated in practice in some capacity. It also seems that wide receiver or I apologize, wide receivers Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling remain healthy after suffering injuries during the preseason. Players will get some more time off on Tuesday before returning and ramping up the practice week on Wednesday. Quote, it was good to get the guys back in today, Reed said. They had three days off. They were able to relax and get themselves ready for the grind here. We start with Arizona coming up here. We had a chance to work on some things today. They're off tomorrow and they'll be back in for the rest of the week starting on Wednesday, unquote. We'll get our first official injury report from the team on Wednesday. Game status designations are set to come out on Friday as usual. All right, so pretty positive words from Coach Reed. Uh, since that article, the Chiefs have released their official injury report heading into week one. Uh, their injuries include safety Dion Bush because of his foot, defensive end Malik Herring due to an abdomen injury, uh, guard Trey Smith due to his shoulder, wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster because of his knee, which he very well could play. Uh, offensive line Darian Kennard, or, or, or a line Darian Kennard because of his elbow. Defensive end Frank Clark because of an illness. Now, keep in mind, most of these players have had full practices and are very well likely to play in week one. However, I wouldn't be surprised if a few of them sat out for week one's matchup. Okay, so I'm sure you guys are curious to know how I feel about this year's roster, or better yet, this year's offense as a whole. So while a lot of people are claiming that, that the Chiefs are going to struggle and not make it into the playoffs this year, I think completely different, okay? You have to stop and think. With Hill gone, this not only helps out the Chiefs, but it helps out Mahomes tremendously. You see, when Hill was with the Chiefs, he was hungry for production. So much so that he didn't take the time to look at the bigger picture, the team. He was more focused about building his cheetah brand instead of focusing on what was best for the team. In my opinion, he was becoming a ball hawk, and this only began to damper Patrick's capabilities on the field. We saw this in the AFC West Championship last year, when the Chiefs could have gone for a field goal with an 18-point lead, but instead, Tyreek Hill won the ball and ultimately failed to bring it in for a touchdown. And as fate would have it, the Chiefs ended up losing by three points. And those three points we were missing was due to Tyreek's unwillingness to just be a team player and let Andy Reid and Mahomes make the best call for the drive. You see, with Hill gone, this now opens up a great opportunity for the Chiefs to spread the ball around to multiple receivers like we saw in preseason games. Instead of two main targets, Mahomes now has the option to pass the numerous wideouts. And that includes, of course, none other than Travis Kelsey. So yeah guys, I don't see the Chiefs falling off this year like a lot of outlets would like you to believe. Instead, I see them being even more dangerous in a new way and hopefully the defense can stand tall and continue last year's ending dominance. So who do I see being this year's top two wide receivers on the roster? Well, I'm not going to lie, this is kind of a hard one given the fact that we haven't even started week one yet, but my early on prediction is going to be that Juju Smith-Schuster and McCole Hardman will be the top two receivers with great production. 
Granted, Sky Moore could easily surprise us at some point in the season. I was very bullish on him after the NFL draft. However, I haven't seen too much from him recently to feel more comfortable enough throwing him in there for the top receiving role just yet. Alright guys, so today I'm going to go ahead and end today's episode with my final record prediction for our Chiefs. And that record prediction would be 11-7. and 7. And that's me being hard on them. I think they could do better than that, but 11-7 and 7 is my safe bet. How do I come up with this record? Well, if you look at our first slate of games, there are all teams who had winning records last year. And according to PFF, the Chiefs had the hardest schedule heading into the 2022 season. So, will the Chiefs go 11-7? and 7? Will Juju or Hardman be the best wideouts on the team? Drop your comments below, let me know. Remember, I will be answering all your questions at the top of each episode. And before I go, I just want to say thank you to those who listened. And if you have any advice or things you would change about the podcast, please don't hesitate to give your opinions. This is my first episode, and I wouldn't mind hearing what you think could help improve it. Well, that's it for today, folks. Until next time, remember to stay foxy and good luck on your fantasy matchups this week. Thanks for catching the Fox Fantasy Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to catch all the latest episodes.